Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus hey everybody and welcome to the billboard.com pop shop podcast my name is keith caulfield and i am the co-director of charts at billboard joining me as always is Billboard's Deputy Editor Digital, Katie Atkinson. Hi, Katie. Hi, Keith. How are you? Great. How about yourself? I am good. You know, it's funny. We've actually, we're actually recording this at the end of the day on Monday, but yes. we haven't actually really just like said, hi, how's it going? It's been a busy one. It's been a busy day. <laughs> it always is. Um, well, the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news, fun chart stats and stories, new music, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. Today on the show, we'll be talking about Justin Bieber abruptly canceling the remainder of his Purpose World Tour, hmm. and how Ryan Seacrest will be back to host the upcoming American Idol reboot. In addition, we'll remember the late Chester Bennington of Lincoln Park, who died last week on Thursday. Uh, in slightly happier news, mm-hmm. uh, we have chart news about how friend of the podcast, Charlie Puth, gets his third top 10 single on the Billboard Hot 100. How both Selena Gomez and Demi Lovato charge into the top 40 of the list with their latest efforts, and how Nine Inch Nails is back on the, excuse me, on the Alternative Songs chart with its 20th hit single. On top of all that, we have an interview with Fifth Harmony's Ali Brooke Hernandez and dance duo Lost Kings. The three of them called up to the pop shop to talk about their collaborative single, Look At Us Now. So stick around for that a little a little later on in the show. I'm just talking too fast today. <laughs> I'll give you a break. Thanks. But first. Okay, but first. Before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on iTunes so you won't miss an episode. And give us a rating or a review while you're at it. If you have any questions for us, feel free to tweet us at Keith underscore Caulfield or at KT Atkinson. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit iTunes.com slash Billboard Podcasts. And another way you can explore Billboard is by going to Billboard.com, where we're going to run through the biggest headlines oh, of this week. Look at you. Segway. <laughs> Segway. Um, into the saddest part of our show, of course. Um, the biggest news of the week was the loss of Lincoln Park singer Chester Buddington. Bennington, who was found dead in his Palos Verdes, California home on Thursday at age 41. The Los Angeles County coroner has ruled his death a suicide by hanging. Uh, it's just, it's so, it's beyond tragic. Um, in addition to having one of the biggest voices in rock music since the band debuted in 2000 with the mega selling album Hybrid Theory, one of only 22 albums to sell more than 10 million copies since Nielsen Music began electronically tracking sales in 1991. Bennington was also a husband and a father of six. 
Um, his Linkin Park bandmates waited until after the weekend to put their thoughts into words following Bennington's death, um, sharing a statement to Facebook on Monday. I just picked out a few excerpts from this statement. Um, it's, of course, very just sad. Um, it says, Dear Chester, our hearts are broken. The shockwaves of grief and denial are still sweeping through our family as we come to grips with what has happened. Um, their statement continues, Talking with you about the years ahead together, your excitement was infectious. Your absence leaves a void that can never be filled. A boisterous, funny, ambitious, creative, kind, generous voice in the room is missing. We're trying to remind ourselves that the demons who took you away from us were always part of the deal. After all, it was the way you sang about those demons that made everyone fall in love with you in the first place. You fearlessly put them on display, and in doing so, brought us together and taught us to be more human. So Linkin Park um, has canceled their upcoming One More Light tour, which was set to begin this Thursday in Massachusetts in light of this news. Yeah, it's um, uh, it's just... I didn't realize he had six kids either. Yeah. Um, so uh, speaking of all this, um, as, as it goes, when uh, someone passes away, um, an artist passes away, we usually see the reaction to their passing on the charts. Um, because people want to consume the music. People, like they just want to hear the music. People just want to remember the artist, and they do it by streaming songs, buying music, mm-hmm. buying albums. We saw it happen with uh, Prince. In great numbers, uh, his very best of Prince uh, hit number one. Yeah, and um, we're seeing the chart action this week um, with Linkin Park. Four of their albums uh, re-enter the Billboard 200 chart, including One More Light, which actually just came out like in May. Yeah, debuted at number one. They had actually just put a music video out for a song from that album the morning of Chester's passing. Yeah, so you know, obviously, their the sales and their streams are going to increase dramatically. And I wrote stories about this over the weekend, and you can read them on Billboard.com. Um, and uh, you know, p- funny people always ask this too. Like usually, I'll end up answering questions from reporters who ask me well why like if hybrid theory which is the album that katie mentioned that has sold more than 10 million copies in the u.s why would that who's buying that album now why would that album suddenly have a jump if everyone already owns it like yeah but not necessarily everyone owns it yeah or maybe you had it a million years ago on cassette and you just didn't buy it yet or or maybe you're streaming it that day instead of going and getting your copy out right so um Stay tuned, of course, to Billboard.com as we follow sort of, you know, all things related to this. And, of course, you know, we'll keep you posted on um, further chart action, I suppose. So moving on to um, some other news on Billboard.com. Uh, speaking of canceled tours, Justin Bieber actually announced Monday that he is calling off the remaining dates of his Purpose World Tour, citing unforeseen circumstances. Um, a statement on Bieber's website didn't provide an exact reason for the cancellation, but thanked believers for their support of the tour, which did start way back in March 2016. So he's been on the road for a while. Yeah. Um, the statement reads in part, Justin loves his fans and hates to disappoint them. He thanks his fans for the incredible experience of the Purpose World Tour over the last 18 months. He's grateful and honored to have shared that experience with his cast and crew for over 150 successful shows across six continents during this run. What, no Antarctica? <laughs> However, after careful consideration, he's decided he will not be performing any further dates. Uh, There were 14 shows remaining on the tour, including some U.S. stadium dates in uh, New York, Dallas, uh, the Rose Bowl in Pasadena was Mm. one of them as well, um, before he was set to head to Asia for the final five concerts of the tour. I mean, yeah, you can only imagine that it was probably just exhaustion 
150 shows in six continents over a year and a half. It's a it's a very long time. And, it's grueling. Yeah. And so. TMZ actually caught up with him on camera oh, uh, wow, late really? Monday. Mm. And uh, he basically just acknowledged that he needed rest and relaxation after this tour. It's like you're either going to like break an artist and they're going to lose it. Or it's just like, you know what? I need to stop. Take a pause. Yeah. Um, and finally, it's official. You can't have American Idol without Ryan Seacrest, the ubiquitous host who was the only consistent on-air talent in Fox's original 12-season run, is coming back to host the ABC Idol reboot next year. Randy Jackson wasn't on? For all? Nope. Oh, well, never mind. Yeah, hmm. he, uh, he transitioned to a mentor role at some point and then was completely off. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Seacrest confirmed the news during his new gig as co-host of Live with Kelly and Ryan on Thursday's episode. Uh, and in a statement, he said, it's genuinely hard to put into words what American Idol means to me. Uh, I'm so grateful. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's his livelihood. Huh. Um, I'm so grateful for the show and all the career and life opportunities it's allowed me to experience. It's been an incredible journey from day one. To be asked to return this year at my new home at Disney ABC is an honor, if not a bit surreal. Wasn't American Idol on for 15 seasons? Oh, 15? Wasn't it? Did I mess up? Well... We'll double check this. We'll, we'll double check this. <laughs> if it was 15, then it was 15. If it was 12, it was 12. Uh, it's going to be one of It those. was a lot of seasons. It was a lot of seasons. And then it's coming back for a brand new one <laughs> next year. And this <laughs> is Ryan Seacrest. His new home at Disney ABC, where also he's the co-host of uh, Live with uh, Kelly exactly. and Ryan. Yep, and he'll be making the bi-coastal uh, trip from New York to Hollywood to do this show. As it turns out, we're going to discover that all this time, Ryan has had an identical twin. Uh, and that's how he's able to appear in all these Ryan places. Ryan Seacrest. And he also hosts <laughs> a uh, Monday through Friday um, morning, radio, uh, morning show. radio show. You know, you, I can... It's I can, an L.A. show that is syndicated, but it's he's likely shooting it or airing it from uh, he, New York he re- now. He records it in the morning before live with... Kelly and Ryan goes live at 9 a.m. East Coast time, I believe. Yeah. And then somehow he... Let someone else have a job, Ryan. Manages the rest of his, you know, (laughs) Kardashian reality show, Shaws of Sunset Empire. It's insane. Hosting is hard, too. And he's good at being just the guy who keeps things moving. That's hard to do on TV. It really is. If you've looked at a lot of these shows that have have come around. I mean, I think there's examples of other people who've done it Tom Bergeron and Ryan Seacrest. Like, keeping those truly live shows going yep that's hard yep anyway um well let's run the billboard chart numbers and do the chart chat here are three of the biggest headlines on the charts number one charlie pooth hits the top 10 of the billboard hot 100 for a third time with his single attention number two selena gomez and demi lovato both jump into the top 40 with their respective latest singles fetish and sorry not sorry and number three, Nine Inch Nails are back with their 20th hit on the Alternative Songs chart, Less Than. Okay, let's break down each of these individually. First up, friend of the podcast, Charlie Puth, scores his third top 10 hit on the Billboard Hot 100 as Attention. Rises 13 to 10 on the list with gains in radio airplay and streams. Listeners of the show may recall Puth's recent interview on the Pop Shop where he took us inside his home studio and showed us how he made attention track by track. Not if you ev- did not hear that, go back and listen. It is amazing. It's an at-home pop shop podcast where you learn how a top 10 single is made. If only we could do that. <laughs> All the time. All the time. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. 
Uh, Puth previously visited the top 10 with See You Again in 2015. Of course, that was Wiz Khalifa featuring Charlie Puth, which spent 12 weeks at number one. And then Puth came back to the top 10 uh, the following year. Uh, with We Don't Talk Anymore featuring Selena Gomez. More on her in just a second. Fun fact, Puth is currently on tour with Shawn Mendes, who also recently got his third top 10 hit on the Hot 100 with There's Nothing Holding Me Back. Um, Also, fun fact about both of them is that they each got a top 10 in each of the last three years. That's what I was just thinking. Three straight years of top 10. 15, 16, I didn't realize Shawn had that too. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, And by the way, up at number one on the Hot 100 this week, Luis Fonsi and Daddy Yankee's Despacito featuring Justin Bieber is still number one for an 11th week. Will anything topple it? Yeah, who knows? Uh, place your bets and tweet us as to what song you think could bump yeah, Despacito from number know. one. Let us know. I feel like Wild Thoughts is catchy as hell, and but I don't know if it's going to gain enough. It, it could just hang around long enough. Yeah, kind of like Bruno Mars. Uh, that's what I like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just need to like just just keep sustaining Hang in there, yourself. DJ Khaled. Hang in there. <laughs> you can make it happen. Next up, a pair of old pals separately earn new top 40 hits on the Hot 100 as Demi Lovato's Sorry Not Sorry zooms 52 to 23 on the Hot 100 and Selena Gomez's Fetish flies 92 to 27. The former Disney Channel stars notch their respective 12th and 18th top 40 hits with their latest singles. Bonus fun fact for you. Did you know that Selena has scored at least one top 40 hit every year from 2009 through 2017. Mm. Hmm. Her most hit-filled year was 2016, when she scored four top 40 hits. Same old love, hands to myself, we don't talk anymore with Charlie Puth, and kill him with kindness. It was a good year for Selena. Every year is a good year for <laughs> Selena and Demi. I mean, they're both, they're, they're, both, they're both doing quite well. I would say. Yeah. Lastly, Nine Inch Nails are back. As the duo clocks its 20th hit on the Alternative Songs chart with the debut of Less Than. The track bows at number 35 on the tally and is the act's first hit on the list since 2013 when Came Back Haunted peaked at number 7. Katie, can you name, quiz Katie time, can you name Nine Inch Nails' first top 10 hit on the Alternative Songs chart? I'm going to go with their first biggest hit, which is Closer. Nope, that peaked number 11. Oh, um, so close. Head like a hole. So closer. <laughs> uh, no, head like a hole, number 28. Hurt. Hurt, yes. That yeah, was their first top 10 hit. There. It peaked at number 8 in 1995. Believe it or not, or I guess this is actually kind of believable, Nine Inch Nails made its chart debut not on the alternative chart, but on our dance club songs Love chart. Love that. Um, on the list dated November 11th, 1989. Yes, it's wow. been that long. Down in it. Down in it. Debuted at number 40 on the tally. And a little over a month later, the track bowed on the alternative songs chart. Oddly enough, the song peaked at number 16 on both lists. Hmm. By the way, Down in it, I believe, is from Pretty Hate Machine, which that is an amazing... That was indeed a fun fact. That was a, I did not know that. Dance oh. Club songs. That's great. That was, that was... The Dance Club songs chart was a little different. Back in the eighties and nineties, Nine Inch Nails always have had like a beat, a driving beat. Well, but still, yeah, you and just think of them as alternative radio guys. Yeah, you yeah. wouldn't necessarily, you know, but we could go on a whole tangent <laughs> about how like certain charts housed certain acts at certain times. Uh huh. Like the alternative chart back in the nineties had Sting and Sheryl Crow on yeah. it. Yeah, and they won't touch Sheryl Crow or Sting anymore. Yeah. So strange things happen. Indeed. Um. Well. Now it is time for our interview with Fifth Harmony's Allie Brooke Hernandez and Lost Kings. 
Alleybrook and Lost Kings, and which is comprised of producers Rob BC and Nick Shanholtz, by the way, called in to chat about their new single, Look At Us Now. Look at us now! now. <laughs> which also happens to be Alleybrook's first single outside of her work, of course, with Fifth Harmony. Uh, Lost Kings say that they thought Allie and her voice was the perfect match for them and the song. And for her part... Allie said this was a no-brainer for her. And as it turns out, once they got into the studio together, they had a blast. And as Allie says, they felt like they'd known each other for a really long time. Once the song was released last month, fans reacted well, and the track debuted straight into the top 40 on the Hot Dance Electronic Songs chart. Now, for our interview... We spoke to Lost Kings and Alleybrook via phone, and the quality of the connection leaves a little bit to be desired. Fair warning. Uh, but with that said, here's our chat with Alleybrook and Lost Kings. Welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. Nick and Rob of Lost Kings and current Billboard Magazine cover star Alleybrook of Fifth Harmony. How are the three of you guys doing? Hey! Great. Allie, I think the last time I saw you, you were actually in our office at Billboard with a bunch of kittens talking about kitten adoptions. Uh, do you remember that? Oh, my gosh. Of course I do. That was on Valentine's Day. That was, like, yeah. the best Valentine's Day ever. Yeah. <laughs> well, How are you? Now you, you well, we're, we're obviously we're amazing, and you're super, you know, awesomely busy right now with all things. Fifth Harmony, of course, your own single, Look at Us Now, with Lost Kings. How did you get hooked up with the guys? Who called who? Who made that connection happen? Well, they actually heard that um, they created this song. They created Look at Us Now, and they really were so excited about it, and then we got in touch, and um, I was on the top of their list, and the reason why I know that is because they just said that in another interview I'm very happy <laughs> and um and we <laughs> we got in contact together and uh, I heard the song and I fell in love with it I thought it was so it sounded like such a big record and it was something that I could dance to and the beat and the melodies were so infectious and I was like yes this is a no-brainer of course I'd love to be a part of this record and and then we all got in the studio one day and had so much fun, and um, it felt like we had known each other forever. And then we created Look at Us Now. Um, Rob, uh, I see there are some interesting co-writers on the track, including folks that have written hits for like Martin Garrix and Justin Bieber. Can you talk about the writing of the song and how the track was created? Yeah. Um, so this writer, Jesse Thomas, who we've worked with, she um, – she had the idea, and that's where we heard the idea for Look Us Now. Um, and we loved it, and we had some other songs that we were working with uh, at the time. So we we wanted to get it done, but we had to fit it in the schedule. And then we were uh, over at MTV in New York and playing some demos for, for them and our new songs, and everyone freaked out about, like, the idea that we had started for Look At Us Now, so we knew we had to get that done. Um, and what, once we got the track done, you know, we sent it over Allie. That was the – everything Everything started from there once we sent it to Allie because there was a lot of tweaks that we had to make um, from the original idea. So once we got in the studio, you know, we basically rearranged 
the lyrics of the song and made it fit for everybody. And once we did that, Jesse was in the studio as well. Um, you know, and we had the song pretty much done uh, after one day in the studio. Wow. Um, Nick, can you talk about, you know, why Allie was the right fit for the track? What was it about her and her voice that was, like, the perfect fit for the song? Yeah, we had heard um, uh, Rob had played me something that she she did um, that wasn't fit harmony. Um, I forget what it was, but um, we immediately, like, because that's number one on our list. I mean, obviously, like, you know, um, she has, you know, with Fifth Harmony and those fans, they're they're really insane fans, and they just are, are so supportive. Um, but main thing for us was was the voice, and was like the, you know, the sound of her voice and the energy that she brings. Um, and when you know this track obviously is, is is has a lot of energy and. And we needed somebody with that. And uh, and when I when we had heard her voice, we were like, you know, separate from Fifth Harmony, we were like, oh, this this is I think gonna gonna be a perfect match. And uh, we think this could be this could work. And and it really was when we got in the studio. It was like you know, it was like, man, this was a no brainer. Um, and uh, it it just worked out like we it couldn't have worked out more perfectly than we thought it was gonna work out. I mean. Um, I mean, you never know sometimes, but when we heard Allie's voice, we were just like, I, I think this is going to be perfect. And that's why she was, like, number one on our list to get it done. And then on top of that, like I said, having have them having such supportive fans, I thought it was just a right combination for what the song was about and and how how her voice speaks on the song, you know, with her, you know, with her, her energy and everything. Wow. Um, Allie, obviously... <laughs> I, I love I love how the the, uh, the phoners that you guys get to do like suddenly give you uh, realizations of how much there's a mutual love in between the three of you. It only comes out now during press calls, basically. <laughs> um, uh, Allie, Allie, I I want to say um, obviously Fifth Harmony takes up the majority of your time. You know, certainly right now you're in the midst of like promoting you know your current single as well as, you know, the, your own solo single. So how do you decide what projects to take on for your solo projects, you know, outside of Fifth Harmony? Like, how do you decide, like, what is the best best thing for you to work on? Well, first of all, it's really um, great because the girls and I have this, this system where we talk to each other and we communicate to each other what's going on, what each of us are working on, and it's very supported because we are so open and transparent with each other. And first and foremost, we, we also know that Fifth Harmony is our priority and it's our home. And um, we, we, love, we love Fifth Harmony. I mean, this is our everything. And when we are taking on other projects, for me, um, this kind of just came really naturally. I fell in love with this song, um, you know, heard it. And, you know, I was like, it's a no-brainer, and we recorded it back in February, and um, everything just kind of flowed, just having a conversation with the boys and and uh, their management and their label and um, figuring out our schedules and making sure that they don't conflict. It was a very smooth and easy process, and, of course, the girls um, 
were so supportive as well, and um, everything kind of happened really smoothly. So thank God yeah. for that. <laughs> um, Nick, are, are there going to be an, are opportunities for us to see the three of you and, and also ASAP Ferg, of course, who's also on the track, uh, perform the track in the future? Because I don't I, – I think you've sort of performed it once already, but maybe have there been other performances that I've missed or are we going to see more in the future perhaps? Yeah, absolutely. That's the plan. We we keep going back and forth about all our schedules, trying to get it out, uh, trying to get get that figured out. The only time we did it was in Marquee when we like premiered the song, but it was more of like a premiere than like a performance because um, it was like the first time that we were all together and uh, just wanted to play. You know, we were doing a DJ show. We so we just wanted to just play the song and see people react. And um, and so that's in the plans for sure. We're trying to work out as many dates as we can between Ali's schedule and our schedule um, to where we might be around the same place at the same time. Right now, the focus is trying to figure out, you know, get everybody on board for the video and um, the music video. So we, we definitely want to do that. So we're trying to get, you know, get that ironed out as well. Um, so there's a lot of plans to do performances, do the video. Um, so it's just a, just a matter of timing and and getting it all straight and working it out. But that's that's the that's the plan because we really want to perform the song. The reaction's been great when we played shows. So uh, if we can bring Allie and Ferg out, uh, it would just be it would be amazing. So because uh, we definitely have some great shows coming up, and I I know she's got great shows coming up. So we're just trying to make it happen. Um, Rob, I think you guys, I mean, you guys have done a lot of remixes for a whole bunch of artists, and, but I, I don't think I've seen any that you've done for Fifth Harmony. I could be wrong. Um, have you done any remixes for Fifth Harmony already? No, we, we actually haven't. We haven't done any. I, I, I feel like you can uh, probably make that happen now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I hope, I, I hope our release remake. is good enough. <laughs> It definitely happened now. I I I feel like there's an opportunity. You you may know someone in the group now that can get you an in. Uh, I'm just saying, it, it, we can make it happen right now, maybe. <laughs> that was the that was the end goal. That that's why that's why we wanted to do the song with Allie's to end up doing the the remix pack for Fifth Harmony. <laughs>
if they're into the project, you know, we'll make a date work. Got it. Well, you guys, um, this has been great. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. And uh, I, I wish you guys great success with the single. And uh, I hope to see you guys perform the track together very soon. Great. Yes. Thank you, so thank much. you so much for having us. We appreciate it. Thank and, you. Uh, we hope you love the record. Thank you again to the fabulous Allie Brooke and Lost Kings. Allie is officially a friend of the podcast. Friend of the podcast, Allie Brooke. She has been on here. Solo and with Fifth Harmony. Yeah, she was. Fifth Harmony has been on here, like, I think maybe two or three times. And she's been on here, I think, twice now. Because you interviewed her. I interviewed her once. Yeah. You interviewed her once. And I'm assuming Jason did the Fifth Harmony interviews. Yes, he did both yeah. the Fifth Harmony ones, yep. like, back back in the day. So Well, welcome back, Allie. Welcome back, Allie. And welcome to Lost Kings, too. Indeed. And now... It's time for the Charts Dad of the Week. This week in 1986, Peter Gabriel earned his only number one hit on the Billboard Hot 100 with Sledgehammer. The track rose to the top of the list dated July 26th, 1986, and spent one week atop the tally. Gabriel, who co-founded the band Genesis in the late 1960s, embarked on a solo career in 1975. He notched his first solo hit on the Hot 100 two years later with Salisbury Hill. As for Sledgehammer, the song might be best known for its groundbreaking music video, which used claymation and stop-motion animation to animate Gabriel himself, as well as fruits and vegetables, (laughs) dancing raw chickens, popcorn, cotton candy, and more crazy objects. (laughs) The video would win the MTV Video Music Award for Video of the Year, and the song was nominated for Record of the Year at the Grammy Awards. Sledgehammer's parent album, So, also got a nod for Album of the Year. Gabriel visited the top 10 once more after Sledgehammer with another So single, Big Time. Another cool video, too. Yes. Um, Anyway, so there you have it. Uh, This week in 1986, Peter Gabriel hit number one with Sledgehammer. Okay. We have reached that time. It's the end of the show. Once again. Once again, it's the end of the show, Katie. Mm Mm-hmm. I would have thought that maybe uh, In Your Eyes could have been a number one, given uh, the, the, like, say anything connection. It was a hit. It just wasn't a number wasn't one a hit. wasn't a number one wasn't hit. wasn't a top ten hit. Life, the heat, Such eyes. a good song. Should we go out on that song? I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys next time. Bye. In your eyes, the light, the heat. Your eyes. I am complete. Your eyes. See the doorway. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.